Hey there. I want to introduce you to a few folks, some of the people who make this show with me, because I use the word I a lot here, but I do not make this show by myself, which is why I sometimes use the word we. As we wrap up a big year around here, I want you to hear some of the voices that I'm listening to all the time that guide the making of this show. We got together a couple of weeks ago on Zoom. I've got with me our consulting managing producer, Daisy Rosario. Hello. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for being part of this team. Our editor, Marion Wang. Hello. And Emily P. Secreta, who joined as our intern earlier this year, now our associate producer, meaning you make the show with me. <laughs> hey, Emily. Hey, Dan. I'm not going to play you all of our conversation. It turns out hosting a conversation like that for a podcast is a whole skill, one that I could still use some work on. I just want to give you a few highlights to give you a clearer sense of how we make this show. This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about why healthcare costs so freaking much and what we can maybe do about it. I'm Dan Weissman. I'm a reporter and I like a challenge. So my job here is to take on one of the most enraging, terrifying, depressing parts of American life and bring you a show that's entertaining and empowering and useful. And to do that, I need a lot of help and guidance. Daisy Rosario has been with this show from the beginning. Her title is Consulting Managing Producer, which is a title we made up. Here's what it means. I was looking for an editor. I come from newsrooms, having an editor as a partner to bounce story ideas off of and drafts and just everything. That's a must. And I started thinking if I were to make a show like this at, say, a public radio station, not only would I have an editor, a boss, but my editor would have a boss, somebody we'd both meet with to get big picture guidance, like beyond story to story. What are we trying to achieve as a project and how will we do it? I was like, I should definitely have somebody in that role. And it was me. Yeah, I mean, it felt great from our first conversation. Like we were put in touch by a mutual friend, AC Valdez, new father. Welcome to the world, cute baby. And I remember we were talking and I was talking about how I had studied experimental theater and you were like, theater stuff, yeah. And we were just connecting on these multiple <laughs> levels. And, you know, my background was in reporting and producing as well, audio specifically. I'd had a healthcare focus for a while. It was what I studied in journalism school. And I remember that in our early conversations, I would always be like, it's not a healthcare system. It's just a bunch of stuff. Like, like even saying system was really frustrating to me because I was like, it's not. All of it's a mess. And so I was really excited about your desire to try and make it more clear and accessible for people because it just feels like one of those things that is so clear that people need help and guidance and we're just not getting enough of it. Yeah. Whew. I feel like I don't have enough of it. Like I'm, I'm still... <laughs> right. But doing what we are doing feels so much better than not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And Daisy, you like are a whole rock star. Like you're <laughs> you were like running a major public radio show before you and I met and were then taking over podcast operations at a major public radio station and while we've been working together have taken over running a whole bunch of shows for a big podcast network. If I'm looking for guidance about strategy like you see it all and you have this depth of understanding of the non-system that we are in and and so much else. So I'm just, I couldn't be luckier. Oh, well, thank you. Speaking of rock stars, I mean, Marion, you came in a year and a half ago and I was like, wait, I get to work with you? This is fantastic. We were very excited about Marion. You guys <laughs> were very excited. Thank you guys. I was excited too. You wrote to me and said that you're a listener to the show and that it reminded you of what you do in your day job as a producer for John Oliver. And side note, Marion's job before that was as an investigative reporter for ProPublica. 
Um, and I was like, well, <laughs> holy crap, uh, we should talk. And, you know, I think Daisy and I both agreed, like, I've never been more impressed with with anybody's introduction of themselves. You know, just immediately it was clear that you were someone I would really like to work with. Marion's going to listen back and be like, you have to cut out all these compliments <laughs> to me. No, it's too for much. sure. Yeah, not going to happen. Because in addition to her incredible credentials, Marion is the most amazing colleague. And I cannot begin to tell you what a great editor she is, except... If you've been listening to the show, if you like it, then you know, because it's good because of Marion's guidance and patience and smarts. I asked everybody about stories they thought they'd remember from this year, and Marion brought up the episode we did in November about picking insurance because it ended up being useful to her, which she had not expected. She already had an insurance plan through her main job that she'd been with for five years. She just expected to stick with it. And then two weeks after we published that episode... Completely unexpectedly, my employer decided to tell us that they had switched insurance providers. So I now had seven different plans to choose from. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I guess I'm going to be using what we shared in our episode. All the advice about all the things to check were things that I was checking myself and knew to check now because of our episode. And then there was the all-staff Zoom call with the insurance rep where they gave a canned presentation and took questions. And I was just in the Zoom call, like in the comments, spamming with questions. <laughs> like, where do I see the provider directory? Where do I see the formulary? You know, <laughs> do any of these plans have deductibles for pharmaceuticals? You know, just bam, 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 right. like constantly asking yeah. all these questions. But a lot of that was because I knew what questions to ask from our segment. Marion also said she referred back to our first aid kit newsletters from November that went over all the same stuff, plus a little more. Because it's in some ways an easier reference than, than a segment or That's an episode. That's the idea, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I sent that link, first aid kit, to like a number of my colleagues too, because everyone was just sort of like, there are seven plans. How do we decide between them? I mean, so many of us, we've probably all learned things like through the making of the show that we do really use. I think that's that's part of what's so special about it to me. I mean, everyone is impacted by healthcare, and it's just so overwhelming. I think for the average person, not just the average person, like yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> think of Marion and all her colleagues, like really, really smart people, still need help with this. Well, it's like needlessly confusing, right? It's like alphabet soup of like HDHP plans, HMOs, PPOs. Like even someone who considers themselves like an expert at like untangling complex things can use a hand, which, you know, I consider myself pretty good at like synthesizing information and like understanding really dense stuff. But I still needed a quick reference and our stuff definitely came in handy. So I am pretty confident that like it will come in handy for others because it did for me. So that's one of Marion's highlights. For me, it's been Emily Pizzacretta joining our team, starting as an intern and pretty quickly becoming our associate producer, especially Emily's first story for us when she covered a training offered by Jared Walker and the folks at Dollar Four. This was a capstone to what's probably our key story for the year and the happiest, the way Jared has been educating people, including me, about the fact that nonprofit hospitals are legally required to provide charity care and you can hold them to it. In September, Jared started holding open trainings on Zoom for anyone to become a resource to help people leverage charity care laws. And Emily covered that first training for us. She did an amazing job. And suddenly, this show has another reporter. And she wrote up the information from that training. 
her tip sheet for using charity care to crush medical bills may be the single most useful thing we've ever published on our site, especially because our pals at Kaiser Health News published their own version of Emily's story with her byline and translated it into other languages and shared it with a network of other news outlets that carry their stuff. So lots of people saw it. Yeah, I mean, you say that it was one of the highlights of your year. It definitely was for me, too. I mean, I feel so much pessimism sometimes about the country and our healthcare system. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really want to have this healthcare system for the rest of my life. Yeah. In the meantime, to log into that Zoom meeting and there's just like people from all over the country gathered just out of the goodness of their hearts to like help people deal with medical bills that are outrageous. It was incredible. It's something I probably won't forget for a really long time. Me either. And then there's another project Emily's been working on that you haven't heard yet. She's been keeping on top of our show's inbox in a way I never could have done on my own. She's following up on some of your emails for stories that I can't wait for you to hear. And thanks to Emily, we're able to respond to so many more of the stories and questions you send us, which is a whole big chunk of work because one, there's a lot, which is great. Please keep them coming. And two, so many of them open up such big questions. Yeah, you know, my old job, I worked for many years at Planned Parenthood. Part of my job was sort of taking submissions from the inbox and putting our responses online to sort of use it as a place to educate people about their bodies. A lot of those questions were about this happened and then this happened and then this happened and could I be pregnant? And those questions do not hold a candle to the complexity of the kinds of questions that we get in the arm and a leg inbox. A lot of people in our inbox, like me, live with a chronic illness, and they are the people who are telling us about prior authorizations taking several months. They're the people telling us about, oh, my biologic drug costs five figures, sometimes even more than that. One person was like, I take this biologic drug. Is it so expensive because it's made from Chinese hamster ovary cells? Wow. So it teaches me a lot. And It gives me some satisfaction to be able to sometimes respond to people with information, even though, you know, I'm still somebody who's trying to learn this stuff, too. So I just love being here. I'm so happy that you are here. Seriously. And journalism is, you know, it's a team endeavor. It's a team sport. And seeing your contribution to this show has made really clear you're like a key resource It's a reason that it's easy for me to ask people for money for the show. Yep. But we don't ask just anybody. We get approached by companies and even certain nonprofits in the healthcare world who want to advertise or even donate. And we generally tell them no. As journalists, we avoid conflicts of interest. Here's Daisy. I mean, you and I have had many conversations about like, hey, this place wants to offer money. And it's like, nope, because... If it's even remotely, you know, doesn't look like it could be fully on the up and up. We're like, Mm -hmm. we're just not going to even bother, even if it makes life harder, honestly. Right. And I think being part of something that is doing what it can to really live its values is really special. And that is what you are making possible by supporting this show. You are giving me money to pay these awesome people and people you haven't heard from here. People like Adam Raimunda, our audio wizard. He's a musician and a sound designer who makes the show sound amazing. People like Gabrielle Healy, who edits the First Aid Kit newsletter. And people like Isla Magdalene, who's come aboard to help us find ways to be more entertaining and empowering and useful on social media and any place else people could use what we're learning. 
This episode is kind of a thank you note to you. Thank you for making it possible for us to do this work. Thank you for sending your notes and emails, educating us, putting questions and stories in front of us that we need to see. Thank you for listening. We've got a ton of work planned for 2022. Stories I cannot wait to bring you, more of the First Aid Kit newsletter, and it looks like this pandemic is not finished bringing us surprises, so we'll have more work cut out for us. You can help us do all of that with a year-end donation. You've already helped us meet a challenge from the Knight Foundation and earn a $1,000 bonus from them. Now they've got one more for us. If we raise $6,000 more before January 1st, they will add another 1000 of their own. I don't know if we'll hit that, but I know that every dollar you send us, we are going to put to excellent use. The place to go is armandalegshow.com slash support. That's armandalegshow.com slash support. Thank you. I'll catch you in 2022. Till then, take care of yourself. This episode of An Arm and a Leg was produced by me and Emily P. Secreta and edited by Marion Wang and special guest editor Luis Antonio Perez. Daisy Rosario is our consulting managing producer. Adam Raimunda is our audio wizard. Our music is from Dave Weiner and Blue Dot Sessions. This season of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service about healthcare in America. It's an editorially independent program of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente, the big healthcare outfit. They share an ancestor, this guy, Henry J. Kaiser. He had his hands in a lot of different stuff. I'll tell you about it sometime. When he died more than 50 years ago, he left half his money to the foundation that later created Kaiser Health News. You can learn more about him and Kaiser Health News at armandalegshow.com slash Kaiser. Diane Weber is national editor for broadcast, and Tanya English is senior editor for broadcast innovation at Kaiser Health News. They are editorial liaisons to this show. Thanks to Public Narrative. That's a Chicago-based group that helps journalists and nonprofits tell better stories for serving as our fiscal sponsor, allowing us to accept tax-exempt donations. You can learn more about Public Narrative at www.publicnarrative.org. Finally, thanks to everybody who supports this show financially. We could not do this without you. Here are some folks who have made new donations recently. Thanks this time to Catherine Keene, Mitch Serprinaw, Jacob Wagner, Matt Cristantello, Stephanie Henrian, Alice Taylor, Tegan Tweet, Evie Kines, Linda Paul, Francis Schrag, Arnie Weissman, Howard Heitner, Bradley Dalton Oates, Dave Ray, Rebecca Driscoll, Dr. Cool Mo D, Bruce Aaron, Alan Kensky, Glenn Kornblath and Marcy Koblenz, Adina Kleiman, Adam Sonny Schwartz and Sarah Levine, Elizabeth Ridlington, Roberta Glick, Jennifer Averill, Julius S., Justin Purcell, Kirsten Kreger, Emily Wilkinson, Daniel Reynaud, Emily Fremer, and Eric Elfner. Thank you.